0: Support for this podcast is provided by SHL. From talent acquisition to talent management, SHL solutions provide your organisation with the power and scale to build your business with the skilled, motivated and energised workforce you need. SHL takes the guesswork out of growing a talented team by helping you match the right people to the right moments with simplicity and speed. They equip recruiters and leaders with people insights at an organisation, team and individual level, accelerating growth, decision-making, talent mobility and inspiring an inclusive culture. To build a future where businesses thrive because their people thrive, visit shl.com to learn more. Before we start the show, a quick announcement to say that my latest book, Digital Talent, is now available to order or pre-order wherever you get your books. In a disrupted and technology-enabled world of work, a company's ability to attract, recruit and retain people with digital skills can be the difference between business success and business failure. I've co-authored again with Mervyn Dinnan, and in the book, we explore how employers can find, recruit, retain and develop the people they need in a time of intense digital transformation. The book's out now in the UK and will be published in the US and around the world on March the 29th. There's been more of scientific discovery, more of technical advancement and material progress in your lifetime and mine. Hi there, this is Matt Alder. Welcome to episode 420 of the Recruiting Future podcast. The world of work is changing in many ways, and one fascinating area is the adoption of a more agile approach to talent. Project-based contracting is on the rise as employers work to ensure they have the right skills at the right time in rapidly changing business environments. So, what mindset do employers need to adopt to be successful in the project economy? And what are the implications on the career paths of knowledge workers? My guest this week is Kate Duchesne, CEO at RGP a human capital company redefining how professionals work in a more flexible and collaborative way. Kate is at the cutting edge of the project economy and has some very valuable insights and experiences to share. Hi, Kate, and welcome to the podcast. Hi, Matt. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. And it's an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Could you just introduce yourself and tell us what you do?
1: Sure. I'm Kate Duchesne and I'm the CEO of a company called RGP. We are a project-based consulting company that helps our clients bring their strategy through to execution. We employ experienced hire consultants across a variety of skill sets, but we're really here to power what we call the project economy helping some of the world's most beloved brands execute their change transformation and compliance initiatives.
0: So first question, tell us more about the project economy. What is that? What does it look like? How is it? How is it developing?
1: So I'll start with what's happening coming out of the global pandemic, and we saw these trends bubbling before the pandemic, but they seem to have accelerated coming out of the pandemic, and that is that companies have growing agendas of change initiatives. I mean, the disruption that the pandemic brought, I think, has caused companies to understand that innovation and resiliency are critical attributes in today's business environment. And so how do you move your business forward as quickly as possible? That then ties to getting work done, not in a more traditional, employed, role-based way, but working more in a project orientation and understanding that for innovation projects or transformation projects, the skills that you need are constantly changing depending upon the focus of the particular project at issue. So it's really a shift. When you talk about the power of the project economy, it's shifting workflows that are more agile and skill set attraction that is very focused on the needs of the particular project. Now, what we see in our client base, Matt, is there are really two ways to drive to more agility. One is to help existing employees, you know, captive employees to the enterprise become more agile, either by allowing them to sign up for projects and engage in more mobility, giving them better automation and digital tools to collaborate, but then a piece of that is also understanding that you don't need to own all of the talent you need, but you can rent or borrow. And so we see two pathways where we're really helping our clients build the agility and the resiliency they need for the future.
0: You mentioned there that the pandemic has radically accelerated the project economy. Can you describe what that looks like and how this is different from using contractors or freelancers and things that companies might have been doing for for, for, for quite a long period of time?
1: Yeah, it's not different in really the approach. I think it's different in volume today. And What happened to many companies through the pandemic, especially as as they had to downsize, there were many negative consequences. I think once you do downsize, that's painful for any organization, but it's also an inflection point where leaders can understand what do we really need to keep captive for the future that I put more in the run this place category? What are the skill sets that are repetitive non-discretionary and very operational in nature where we need to run this place. And then there's a category of work that we put in the change this place bucket. And the change this place bucket is really where project orientation lives. And again, it can be it can be drawing upon captive talent within the enterprise or looking outside for talent or additional talent to help lead some of the change-oriented initiatives that each company faces. So it's not so much different um, than using external resources in the past. It's just the volume, I think, and the focus and the organizational or workforce strategy that's coming with those decisions, that's different today, and that's what leads us to believe that we're in a changed world, and we're not going back.
0: Absolutely, that makes perfect sense. I want to dig in and talk a bit more about the employers and their mindset a bit later on, but before we do, let's talk about the talent that you work with, the people who are who, who are doing doing these projects. Who are they? What kind of roles are we talking about? And what's their attitude to their career? And how has that changed from the way that we sort of traditionally thought about careers?
1: Right. So it's changed dramatically in the last two years. And we've all been reading about those changes. Our core consultant base are knowledge workers, modern professionals. The bulk of our business is still related to needs Derived by the CFO of the organization. So often our consultants are finance and accounting professionals, supply chain professionals, risk and compliance professionals, data and digital professionals. So, really, kind of the core needs of an organization. In the past, we've competed primarily against the big four for that kind of talent base. And what we're seeing today is that talent is really choosing to work in new ways. As opposed to signing up for a partnership structure, talent of today wants to control their career choices. And we talk about Our career opportunity at RGP is the ability to have a portfolio career. And that portfolio career is built upon choice, transparency, and flexibility. And those considerations are of increasing importance to today's professional worker. And we can offer them a career path that leads to development, diversity but all built on choice. And you'll hear me say that a lot in today's conversation because choice is what matters. And what we're seeing talent decide is that they don't want the traditional hierarchy and pyramid structure anymore. It's either too long or too regimented. And talent understands they have different options today and and they want to explore those.
0: A quick message from our sponsor Winolo. Hi everyone, I want to tell you about Winolo. That's W-O-N-O-L-O. Winolo stands for Work Now Locally. Winolo enables businesses to find quality workers for on-demand, seasonal, short-term and long-term work. Ditch the bulky paperwork and interview process and use Winolo to find quality workers fast and get work done even faster. With flexible workers and no platform fees, you can save on operating costs, meet demand, and maximize earnings with ease. Winolo is available in over a hundred markets, including Chicago, Dallas, Atlanta, New York, and Seattle. Get workers who are ready to work and spend less time finding them with Winolo. Go to www.winolo.com/pod. That's www dot w o n o l o dot com slash pod and take the stress out of finding workers as a, an organization that really coordinates this way of working for people. Do you have a role in people's development and career plans, or is it very much just giving them the choice and the opportunity to, you know, to step up and, and do new things and and create new opportunities for themselves?
1: So, Matt, thank you for that question. What differentiates RGP and us as an employer of choice is that we aren't just a platform or a transactional provider. We really are a home for the professional worker. So, we care about facilitating skills development, professional development, community support, and employer-employee relationship. So we're very different than the freelancer platforms because we really want this type of talent. To stay with us and to understand that there's an alternative, more modern career path for professional workers in today's environment. So we spend a lot of time, you know, we we have two main functions in our business. One is client service. So that's our group of professionals who generally have similar skill sets to our consultants who are talking to clients every day about their transformation agendas and what kind of skill sets or projects support do they need? And then the other engine is our both talent acquisition and talent management. So your question really gets to what's the function of our talent management team? And that I think of more as concierge professional coaches, working with our consultants to say, what are you interested in? What skill sets do you have today? What do you want to continue to develop? What kind of industry experience do you want? What's your appetite for projects that may be global in nature versus local in nature? And really creating and crafting together the career experience that talent wants.
0: Switching back to employers and the employers that you work with, what kind of mindset do employers need to get to to sort of fully really fully get the benefits of this way of working with, with, with talent in this, kind of, in this project-based way? Because I guess that for many employers, it's quite a difficult shift to make, particularly in industries where they've kind of, as you I've used the great word, the, the talent is captive to them and, and has been in the past. What, what kind of mindset shift do employers have to go, to, go through to make this work?
1: That's an excellent question. I think it's really, you know, gone are the days of command and control. I think we've seen that play out in some of the recent stories about CEOs demanding that all talent comes back in the office and all talent is not responding in the way that I think those leaders want. And what that tells me is the the mindset of command and control is gone in today's workplace. And the mindset that I think employers that really thrive will adopt is one of learning and continuous learning, because we're all continuing to learn as we recover and face new challenges in the macro environment. I think empathy is a really critical attribute of an enterprise today. And that comes with listening And adopting more flexible approaches to how work gets done. Technology has enabled us to do things we didn't think we could five years ago or 10 years ago. And so, really adopting that continuous learning, listening, empathetic, and innovative mindset, I think are crucial for the future of successful organizations
0: and in terms of things like culture and productivity and performance what have you seen that that really works because i know that in the past many employers have treated project workers or interim workers or contractors very differently to the way that they treat their full-time staff is 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 that changing and what's the the best way for employers to to think about that
1: you raise a very good point because Contracted work or outsourced work in the past often had the reputation of being less important, less critical to the mission of the organization. And today, project work has shifted to become some of the most critical work of the organization because project work can also bring independent points of view which organizations often need and sometimes don't even realize how important that independent view can be. And also the introduction of new skill sets and training and learning that can happen with combined groups of team members that bring different perspectives. But I I think culture is very important. You know, what we do with our clients, for example, is We spend a lot of time scoping not only the substantive needs and skill sets of the project, but also what are the soft skills needed? What's the environment like? And making sure that as we offer the right profile for the project need um, or the right team profile, that we've taken into account those um, softer environmental considerations. I think what's really critical moving forward for companies who want to adopt more agility and resilience is to understand that the the human resources for example department doesn't isn't all about employer employee relationship anymore it should really be about talent to deliver business objectives and not all of that talent needs to be owned in today's environment it can be either developed or borrowed and that's where organizations can really achieve that agility objective
0: You mentioned a little bit earlier about the technology. What's the role of technology in the project economy?
1: I think it's an enabler. It will always be an enabler. I read a statement the other day that said, technology and process make it possible. Humans make it happen. And that really resonates with me. It resonates with our business model. Technology plays a great role today but it doesn't deliver objectives on its own. And so, you know, I'm a big believer in what they talk about the fifth industrial revolution really being that period where we combine technology with human capital in order to achieve the greatest results.
0: Final question. How does this trend play out. What does the future of work look like? If we were having this conversation again in in 2 years time, what would we be talking about?
1: I think we will be talking about increased flexibility and that's not only, you know, how work gets done and and the kind the new tools that are available to to accomplish work, but it will also mean where work gets done and when it gets done. Um, so I think we can conti- we'll continue to see innovation in this space, but it will be driven by transparency and flexibility and understanding that talent is in the driver's seat. And so many companies don't, I think, want to recognize that yet, but the pendulum has shifted. And I think it will stay shifted for. Uh, forever in certain ways. Some will recalibrate a little bit, but I think we will continue to see innovation in workforce strategy, in technology and automation tools. Every client we're talking about is wants more automation in workflows, and we'll see more of that happening as well. Kate,
0: thank you very much for talking to me.
1: You're welcome. Thank you, Matt.
0: My thanks to Kate. You can subscribe to this podcast in Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, or via your podcasting app of choice. Please also follow the show on Instagram. You can find us by searching for Recruiting Future. You can search all the past episodes at recruitingfuture.com. On that site, you can also subscribe to the mailing list to get the inside track about everything that's coming up on the show. Thanks very much for listening. I'll be back next time and I hope you'll join me.
1: This is my show.